What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sensibly Loud Radio. It's your main man, J-Mac, here in the Sensibly Loud HQ studios here in Dallas, Texas. I'm with B-Easy, the one and only. Brandon, what's going on, man? Hey, Justin. How's it going, man? Not too bad, dude. Another week back at SLM. It's Wednesday this time. Our days are all off on this show, I swear. Yeah, well, I don't even know what day it is anymore. I've been so busy. <laughs> dude, I know. I hear you. It was funny. We, we were talking about this the other day. I feel like I've gotten to the point where I don't even notice time changes anymore. Yeah. Like, I feel like I travel so much, and if I'm not traveling, it's, you know, just the regular time changes or whatever. Like, this past one, didn't even notice it. Notice it stayed uh, light longer, but that's about it. Yeah, well, plus enough morning meetings and everything else kind of just throws you off kilter, and it's just kind of, I don't know, you get to a point where once you're in your 30s, it's just kind of like, nothing really phases you much anymore. It's like, okay, five, six hours of sleep, you know, I got to turn around, do it all over again. More difficult to do, but you just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. I think it's all about the, the amount of stamina that you're, you can kind of conjure up. I mean, you know, I usually get up probably four thirty, five o'clock and really work on SLM stuff for the first couple hours of my day. So it's one of those things though. I feel like it, you're right though. It is like a zombie mode. A lot of times I'm just kind of moving along in circles, you know? It's sort of like whenever I uh, we, we had Parker Mashinsky on the outfielder a while back, and in my zombified sleep after editing the whole episode and being up late and all that to do that, and then getting up the next morning to post it, forgot to post the links with it. <laughs> Honest mistake. Honest mistake. Could happen to anybody. I was like, my God, though. He's one of our best guests we've had, and fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was also one of our first guests, I believe, he was. right? Yeah, first guest on the outfielder, baseball player-wise. So, you know, good dude. I felt pretty bad about it, but I got it reposted back out there and everything. And people still listen to it a ton. So, I mean, it wasn't, it's not like it severely hindered it, but it didn't help anything. Right, yeah. You, you kind of don't want to stumble when it comes to posting stuff. But, no. you know, we've definitely gotten better at that over the last year. We have, yeah, we have. And we've automated a lot of stuff, too, which helps. So, there's a lot of cool stuff that, that helps us kind of stay on top of the news and it was funny, you and I were texting the other day, and you were like, I don't, what was it that I tweeted out? Was it about Paris Jackson? Was it that whole story? Yeah, it was the Paris Jackson story. Yeah. Uh, I haven't followed up on that since then. Yeah, I haven't really heard much about it, but I, so for those that don't know, Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's daughter, tried to commit suicide this past week, and I saw it and sent it to Brandon immediately, and uh, you were just like, I don't even know how you have time to get to this stuff like right away like that, and tweet it out or whatever, and I was like, yeah, well. I don't know. You just kind of do it mindlessly well, sometimes. I do and I don't. It's it's. I, I understand like once you're on Twitter and you're plugged into the matrix, it's just everything's happening real time. And, yeah. you know, I'm a uh, news outlet like the one uh, that reported on it is pretty immediate. It's pretty easy to find it. It's just a matter yeah. of finding time to be plugged into the matrix while doing other things in your life, while also managing this company, while remembering yeah. to eat sleep and breathe you know dude i hear you yeah and also have somewhat of a life outside so you can create content to talk about so it's it's like a it's an ever going thing but it's funny i can't tell you how many times i walk down the hallway scrolling through twitter or i, I stand there and take a piss and scroll through twitter you know what <laughs> it's just it's one of those things uh, i think once you kind of have it narrowed down and you know how to use twitter as a tool just like anything else it's incredibly powerful. It was TMZ that tweeted that, by the way, which, right, right. I mean, gotta love TMZ. Yeah, they're all over it. I don't understand how those guys happen to always be in the right place at the right time for this stuff. 
Uh, they just have the right connections. Guess so, man. You just got people everywhere. I feel like we need to get people everywhere. Yeah, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take a little bit, but we'll get there. Yeah, we got the summer interns coming, so you know, it's another another summer at SLM. Right. Ben kind of ran that train into the ground last year, so I'm glad you're managing it this year. <laughs> <laughs> when does he not run a train into the ground? Good point. Good point. Well, speaking of which, especially for dishes, I know, right? <laughs> I had. It's funny. He had a. The other day he was getting ready for, so we did the outfielder season 2019 season prediction episode the other day and dropped it with Jimmy Midtown. And um, Ben showed up like late to it, like super late. And you could about imagine how I handled that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make me very happy. We we all are here on time and, you know, we plan these things and you fucking show up on time. Whenever we're going on the air, you fucking be here. It's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. I mean, obviously things shit happens and things could come up and you know, but it's a matter of communicating and being transparent. He was laying stones in his backyard, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> what is he training to fight Adonis Creed? What's Dude, going on? I don't know what the deal is with that dude's backyard, but it has more issues than anyone I've ever seen. The holes thing, the 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 shed that he remember the whole shed debacle that he got into? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he didn't it fall over on on him the yeah, first one time. of our first few episodes we talked about that yeah I think we actually talked about that during the World Series uh, watch party episode oh right right yeah because that wasn't off the rails or anything but <laughs> he showed up late to the the episode but you know it is what it is he he got his picks in just in time another season of baseball is here man they played the first game of the MLB season this morning in Japan at the Tokyo Dome it started at like four thirty this morning. Yeah, uh, one of my coworkers was telling me about that. Said he he had stayed up, watched it, and of course he's going to Vegas this weekend Ooh. to do a little betting on you know what. Yeah, March Madness is here, man. Jason and I are really right. excited. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be cranking out a bunch of content. I think this weekend we're gonna probably do. I think we're gonna try to do a live watch of one of the games, maybe like the Duke game, something like that. I'm not sure yet, but pretty gotcha. excited. Jason went to uh, Vegas last year for the tournament, actually. And came back nearly dead. <laughs> he didn't sleep for like three days. It was ridiculous. Ah. Been there. That'll do it. Been there. <laughs> yep. That's the allure of Vegas. It it sucks you in and spits you out. I think we're going to try to do a trip in November, something like that. We're going to go out there on like a Saturday through like a Monday or a Tuesday, Saturday through like a Tuesday so we can watch NFL games. Dude, you're going to have to make sure you make that happen. Oh yeah, dude, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, we we've talked about uh, flying private and stuff like that in the past, maybe off air. But uh, I heard that there's a new private airlines that's uh, going in between California and Vegas. Really? Or, or from city to city in California? Yeah. And for just like a standard, you know, payment, I think it's like one seventy mm-hmm. one way. It's probably, but it's a yeah, just, it's by JetBlue. It's called like Jet uh, Suite X or something like that. Oh yeah, they bought Jet Suite. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I there's several things like that, but the uh, that usually go through from like L.A. to Vegas or New York to Vegas. They're very very prominent cities. But I mean, never know Dallas, man. We'll we'll keep an eye out. We'll definitely keep yeah. an eye out. We're not that far from it. But regardless, we're gonna take an SLM trip out there. Gonna. See if we can get the Sambino to come out there. Jason will go. I'll go. You'll be out there, I'm sure. God, I would love to get Ben out in Vegas. 
be a fish out of water. Ben doesn't drink though, so I think that would be the best thing about it. That would, yeah. Think about. I don't know what Ben would think. Oh, you know exactly what Ben would think. We'd get. We'd, I, I think he would get bored. Oh no, Ben never gets bored about anything. Ben, all Ben has to do is sit quietly, and he's never bored. The things that goes through his head are just amazing. Speaking of which, he's about to start a new blog series. Have you? Have I told you about this yet? No, dude. So I had this idea the other day. He had. So I had him. I was testing something on the new site, and I had him put a, a test blog in the pipeline. And he put a test blog in the pipeline. It was just like, you know, headline test, whatever. And then it said like, and then the body, he just wrote like a random sentence, just like we'll tend to do whenever we're doing stuff like this. And he wrote, I always dreamed of being an acapella group. Hmm. And so I was like, first of all, what an amazing random thought to put in this thing for me. But more than that, I told Ben that he should start just jotting his random thoughts down in like a note on a notepad and just put out a blog once a week just with the random musings that go through his head. So that's coming this week. Can you imagine if uh, both him and Granovo start like having a conversation about their random stuff? Oh, God. I can't even imagine if Granovo... Because I don't think that he's he really knows much about Ben yet and vice oh, versa. those two would hit it off, man. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm more likely to feud with him, I think, than Ben is. Well, I'm not saying feud. I would just say they would go down a rabbit hole of oh, randomness. God. I know. And it would never end. His blog about Aunt Becky this week was so funny. Yeah, that was excellent. <laughs> I love Very that, well written. I love that he was talking about Bob Saget doing rails of coke in his dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, little did we know this is what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> right. It's not fraud, though. Oh man, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. There's tons of good stuff going on. I'm glad baseball's back. We're gonna have Saturdays at the ballpark, which I think is gonna be a crap ton of fun too. Where yep. I mean, we're gonna have the the road recording machine, the road machine as it's starting to be known as already. It's gonna be great, man. I'm excited for the summer. I'm excited the spring is here. Golf is coming back. I'm really excited to see which of us is gonna take on that two pound chicken tender. <laughs> Uh, I'm th- I'm gonna put my money on Jason. I think so too, but I I could see Sam having some drinks and maybe trying to give him a run for his money. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. We'll see what happens. But I feel like we're gonna be eating a lot of gigantic food out there this season, so it's gonna be fun. Did you hear that Kate about Caitlin's trip to Europe? She just got back a little while ago, and the girls just got done doing just peachy. But have you heard much about this yet? Yeah, I overheard a little bit of it from the the show um, during a recording session, but. Yeah, uh, you know, my parents went out to uh, that that area and in Paris not too long ago and heard it was just starting to ramp up. But yeah, that sounded like an insane trip. Dude, yeah. So she talks a lot. So she went to, to London and Paris and some other places. And so she's, she talks a lot about that on the newest episode of Just Peachy. Uh, it's episode number 11. It dropped today. So go check it out. It sounds like they had a hell of a time, man, as far as the traveling goes. And it sounds like Paris was quite the war zone. So it's that's pretty wild. I feel like a lot of I feel like that's being overlooked a little bit over here in the good US of A with every all the circus that's happening around here these days. Right, right. <laughs> Goddamn shame, really. Uh speaking of that, it was funny that this actually kind of came up though. I was sitting there today. So Jay Jason and I've been having these talks about how like, you know, as your parents get older and stuff, how do you know when they're crazy? And it's more of a joke, like my parents aren't, or my mom isn't that old, you know, kind of thing. Sure. You know, but more of a joke thing. 
and it, I think it's more a uh, conversation about as you become older, you start to realize like, wow, they don't, really don't know everything, and that's okay. Like I don't claim to know everything either, and and you really don't as a parent. That's just how it goes. Uh, but you know, you don't see that as a kid, right? And so it's interesting. The more you get to know, the more you're like, are you crazy? Kind of thing, you know. And so Jason texted me and said that his mom. <laughs> His mom, so he sends me a couple of screenshots of text between him and his mom. His mom is going to Mazatlan this weekend <laughs> down in Mexico and mm. was afraid that, saw something on the news about all the the gang activity and all that stuff, you know, down there going on right now, uh, or cartel stuff that it's been kind of like taking over resorts or whatever. Right. And wanted to set up like a code word to, like, because I guess there's some scam going on where they'll like call and pretend they're the kid. It say that everything like the kid's missing or something like that, and there's this whole like scam and explains this whole thing, and so he's like, so you're going to Mexico and you want to call and give me a code word, so in case I you call and say that, I know you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do I even say to that? And I was like, I don't know, just let her give you the code word, man. It's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that big of a deal, right? But uh, it's still weird, but yeah, it's a little weird. But there's, it's one of those things. There's not all that is so overblown. It's the cartels are not taking over Mazatlan for God's sakes. Yeah, they're not taking over every city or every resort in Mexico. I mean, come on, they're not taking over resorts in Mexico to begin with. Maybe they're on right. vacation. Yeah, I mean, they got to go to vacation somewhere, right? Right. I'm just saying. I'm drawing parallels here. <laughs> anyway. Good stuff with JB. Good old Jason. Oh, yeah. Did you see in the news this week that Mike Trout got a 12-year, $430 million deal? Yeah, dude. That was uh, insane. It's a lot of fucking money, man. I I just, I can't comprehend it. I, I can't comprehend how much, like, why someone can be worth that much. So, before before I go into that, I'll give you a, a crazy stat that'll blow your mind. Dude makes $98,000 a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's insanity it's sure insanity. makes you just want to quit right now i know but the thing is about it so he's an absolute superstar and uh, the reason that people don't know much about him is just because we've talked about this before but baseball gets in its own way and has problem marketing players and wants to throw players under the bus for it and he's a little bit more of one of those understated guys he's not a real big flashy bryce harper guy he's very you know even keel and the thing is when you start to look at how much the team brings so first of all think about how that ages money wise over the next 12 years you know it becomes less and less with inflation and all that every year technically now it's still yeah. a shit ton of money it's still 35 million dollars every year but think about how much revenue they're drawing in by having someone that good in the seats the the merchandising the you know all the the campaigns and all the the crap that it sells as long as he's worth so i saw something this will blow your mind too so what wins above replacement is a very common stat in baseball which is basically if you took a replacement guy and put him in that position on the field how many less wins would he be worth okay Mm. so if you're worth five that means next to the average player you're worth five more wins than the average player okay he's worth 68 more wins a year wow that's a shit ton of wins in 100 even in 162 games a season. That's a shit ton. Yeah. So it's one of those things 
Or does he produce a ton of RBIs, home runs? Dude, everything. He's a fucking monster. He's been in the league since 2011 and been an all-star every single year and an MVP candidate twice and runner-up four times. Wow. He's fucking good. Like, he's really fucking good. People want to talk about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado and people like that all the time. No problem with that. Mike Trout is better. He's best player in baseball. It's not even close. They probably underpaid him. Because yeah. the next thing is going to happen is Mookie Betts, who plays for the Red Sox, is going to get a $500 million contract. It's coming. It's going to happen. Yeah. So it's pretty wild, man. But it's really one of those things where it's economics, right? You have to look at it from a standpoint of how much money is this going to actually make my team over the long run. And, yeah, you're, yeah, you're it fucking sucks that you're paying for you're probably going to eat the last couple of years of that deal. And it's not going to be any good, but that's just how it goes. It's business. Cost doing business. Yeah. Still, it's just insane how much baseball players make versus hockey players. Yeah. And look at hockey as so much more a uh, brutal sport and tougher to play and just injury prone like crazy compared yeah. to ba- I mean, not to say baseball isn't, but it isn't not know. compared to hockey. Yeah. But it, I guess there's something this to be said about, the power of um, televising baseball games and because it's America's pastime, quote unquote, you know, I guess there's more viewership maybe in baseball. I've never really broken it down that way. Dude. So it's, it's not, it's a problem that they have because they don't understand their own issues as far as, you know, they're trying to fix all these like pace of play things and stuff like that. But it's like the average baseball game is shorter than a football game. And further than that, and I realize there's more of them, but further than that, like it's, so like for instance like they they made it to where you don't have to throw four balls anymore to intentionally walk somebody that happens 13 times a year something like that like very very rarely yeah and so it's like that doesn't i mean what does that shave off 15 seconds 20 seconds 50 seconds i mean come on what are we talking about here yeah it's just it's an economics play is all it comes down to yeah well it's just insane that there's that much money that they could produce to pay a player in a contract yeah. like that oh absolutely but I guess the league is worth more money than i guess most other sporting leagues it's the 10 billion dollar league and it should be 50 to be honest with you it's it's the least one of the least valuable leagues hmm. be- because like i said they don't know how to market themselves they're all over yeah. the place and right. they don't know how to take a superstar and ride that superstar into the ground like i know that sounds bad but it, they do it with james harden they do it with steph curry and there's a reason those guys are icons mm-hmm. you know and that's why because they they you know put those things front and center of everything but they don't they have a really hard time with that in baseball i'm not really sure why that is it feels like they just for so long they tried to hold on to the game as it was and now that they've let that go a little bit they don't really know how to control it yeah Yeah, that's true it's a weird beast to let out of the box for sure man but it's a shit ton of money i think it makes the most amount of sense as far as I don't know. I mean, it's just it's an economics thing within the league, too, though, as far as you really, really don't want to want to let a player like that just walk over to like Philadelphia or something like that. You know, it really changes the power shift in the dynamic of the leagues. So it it behooves baseball to keep him on the West Coast. But it also sucks that they're on the West Coast because games are so late. Right. Yeah, so it's a. Dude, there's so many. I, I we could talk all day about it. I don't want to go too far, too much further into it. This isn't a baseball show, but it goes so deep. It's it's an interesting conversation. It really is, and it's there's so many aspects of it that are just. Well, what about this? What about that? It's like, oh God, yeah, I don't even know what to do about this or that. You know. Yeah, never ending. 
they should just listen to the outfielder and we'd help them. It's pretty true. <laughs> right? Yeah. We provide valuable feedback. I'm the one that fucking proposed how to fix baseball and it had the most listens of any podcast we've done yet. So, uh, you know, maybe they should listen. Wonder what Ben's ideas are. Ben's <laughs> Ben has got <laughs> unbelievable ideas. Uh, but speaking of sports and all that, you got uh, Stars tickets tomorrow night, right? Going to a hockey game. That's right. Yeah, seeing the Dallas Stars play the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow night. Okay. Um, my boss gave me some tickets to our company suite. Uh, nice. So taking a girlfriend with me and should should be a fun time. Very nice, dude. That'll be a lot of fun. I was there. Um, so I was. It was funny. I was looking at it. So I sold my. So I'll back up for a second. I was there on Saturday night. I had courtside uh, seats that night. Just so happened to get them from a, a friend of mine. Anyway, we had floor seats that night, which uh, it was the first time some of my friends that I took with me had never, my, and my wife Claire, had ever has, like, sat on the floor. And it, it it's a hell of an experience. It really is. I'd say It's got to be kind of weird and intimidating, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, dude. So it's obviously amazing, right? But, like, it's crazy when, like, the ball bounces out of bounds and you catch it and you toss it back to the ref. That's where it becomes, like, really real. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, you're looking up at guys like Dirk, who are, you know, seven foot as it is, and you're like, good God. You know, these yeah. guys are unbelievable. It's a really cool experience. It's all really well done. The coolest part about it is whenever you have those kinds of seats, you have access to a club underneath, like underground, basically, of the, the arena. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a Patron club. Free drinks, free food, free everything. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe I knew this existed, but maybe it used to be called something else. I don't know. I don't think so, man. It's always been, I'm pretty sure it's always been called the Patron Club because it has like a sign like saying that, that they were like, that was like the original whenever it opened. That was what it was called. I could be wrong though. Maybe it changed names and back. I don't know. But um, hmm. it is, they've, they've got like a whole spread. It's like literally like a whole menu, like a dinner menu. So like if you didn't eat dinner before you came, you could eat there. It's incredible. That's nice. Yeah, because I've been underneath uh, American Airlines Center uh -huh. um, one time. I yeah. think uh, there was some sort of fight there or something, and a friend of mine had some, like, really amazing tickets. So there's a parking garage underneath there, yeah. and I think for a lot of the athletes and doctors and, you know, all them park. So it, it must be connected to that or something. Yeah, so it's near there. I know exactly what you're talking about. You kind of walk past it as you go by. Dude, so... I was going to tell you, I all I sold my tickets this past Monday night, which was when Dirk was going to surpass Wilt on the all-time scoring list. They were playing uh, San Antonio. And I actually sold the tickets because that would have had me there four of the previous eight nights at that point. And I was like, all right, this is, like, I love going, man. I really do. And I, I mean, I, how am I, you know, I would never pass up chances to be on the floor. But it just felt like, man, I've been here a fucking lot. It's it was Monday night. Mondays are always crazy as it is. It's a crazy content day for us. It just there's a lot going on on Monday nights, and that's usually not a great time for me to have a game. And I was so damn tired and everything. And I was like, you know what? I've just I'm gonna sell these tickets. So that was the Thursday night, and then I went Saturday night, and then I sold Monday night, and I was there the Monday before that as well. Mm. So wow, it was a shit ton of time there, man. It really was. But the hell of it was. I didn't have a game for like three weeks before that. So it was just really weirdly like scheduled. Huh. So it's pretty interesting that, uh, you know, you got to run into some former Maverick greats and, and some, uh, you know, athletes and get to 
you know, just say a few words with them and yeah. have a conversation. I kind of did the same on Monday. I volunteered for that uh, golf invitational I talked about last week. Yeah. Um, which was an amazing experience because all I did was sit at uh, a specific hole, watch for someone to do a hole in one, which never happened. And the beer cart girl just kept swinging on through. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. That What day was that during the week? Was that like a Tuesday or a Wednesday? No, that was a Monday. Oh my God, dude. That's the best Monday I've ever heard of. Yeah, so I got to get out of work, get paid still for work, and just like sat there at the top of this uh, at the green, you know, and watched all these like VPs and people coming through. One of the guys I talked to was like a board member for the NFL Players Association. He's like, mm. you know, so what do I got to do? You know, talking to me and my friend, because whoever gets the hole in one enters in to win a chance to go to the Pebble Beach, you know, trip for yeah. two and all paid for and all this other like exclusive, you know, lavish stuff. And he's like, I'll get you guys uh, Super Bowl tickets. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, huh? <laughs> I've already got the hookup on that, though. Remember? Yeah, he said it was going to be in Miami next year or whatever. Yeah, but, we're but, going. Uh, Jason and I are going. Oh yeah. Oh nice. yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Content, buddy. Content. Yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so later on throughout the day, I was like sitting out in the sun all day. But you know, high of 72, it was a perfect day. Um, so we got back to the country club. They fed everybody barbecue. And then they started doing the award, the award ceremony. And I heard that Troy Aikman was supposed to be there, but I guess he wasn't there. Uh, so instead, it was uh, Jason Garrett, the clapper, uh, Dallas Jay. Cowboys head coach. Yep. So he was uh, doing the whole presentation. And then afterwards, you know, we got like our little gift card that Katie Trail gives out to volunteers and stuff. And then um, me and my uh, my coworker were just where we got pictures with the people that kind of created the event. And um you know, Jason Garrett's getting pictures with people. We have no desire to get pictures with nah. them. I, you know, the nah. guy's going to be canned in the next year or two, you know, probably. Uh, I don't really understand how he's stuck around this long, other than maybe he's just good about being yeah. on Jerry's teeth. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, so, but then I started thinking about it and we're like, I oh, don't know, the director of so and so that, you know, the certain person or a company that creates these company newsletters is all about this kind of stuff and repping our brand. We're like, yeah, she would be very disappointed if she finds out and she probably would find out that he was there and we didn't get a picture with him. So, so I talked to my coworker friend into it and he's like, you know, he's in his, uh, I think he just turned 50, not that long ago, but he's a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he really had no desire, but we did it anyways. I introduced myself. I was like, Hey coach, you know, we're from, you know, my company and just want to get a uh, picture with you and everything. And, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know? And so, you know, it couldn't have been nicer about it. I could tell he was ready to get the hell out of there at that point. Sure. Um, but so anyways, we were standing with them and I got, you know, we both have our arm around him, and we get some random, you know, Joe Schmo to take the picture with uh, my coworker's camera or his phone and his iPhone has a case on it, and it's a Philadelphia Eagles case. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to love this. So okay. I'm standing next to him, and, you know, I'm being real personal with uh, with Garrett. And I'm just like, I was like, oh, and, and uh, Coach, by the way, just pay no attention to that phone case. Don't don't worry about it. He means no harm or whatever. And we take the picture, and, and he starts laughing. And he was like, he's like, uh, well, he did, he doesn't seem like a smart ass, so I didn't pick him to be a Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a few laughs, jarring back and forth, and I was like, eh, well, it was worth it for that. That was that was pretty funny. For his, so I've actually met him before too, and for as robotic as he seems, he's actually yeah. does not feel that way in real life. 
Yeah, he was a little robotic during yeah. the awards presentation, though. Because well, yeah, like, hey, everybody listening. I'm yeah. like, anytime he's up there speaking, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But in just as in a one-on-one, pretty pretty chill dude. Yeah, pretty chill. Yeah, could be worse. But right. Yeah. I I think that is the essence of what's wrong with the Cowboys. We <laughs> that's a long and winding road. I know. Is there's nothing wrong with a good dude. A head coach is a good dude is not always the best thing. Right. You know, I think that's there's a time and a place for for good people to be leaders. And then uh, I would say for a head coach, you can't you can't be that. You got to be a hard ass. Yeah. And I think he's a hard ass in some ways, but I just don't think I don't think that. Not in the right way. Right. I would agree with that. I think that there's been a significant power change in the way the Cowboys operate. Not that Jerry doesn't sign the final checks, but I think he actually listens to people like Steven more than he ever has. But, dude, it's going to be an interesting couple of years for the Cowboys coming up here when they have to make a decision on whether whether and how to pay Dak and Zeke and the line and all that stuff. It's going to be interesting. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. It's a good thing that I wasn't there because I probably would have started asking those kinds of questions. <laughs> yeah, you would have been that guy. Oh, I absolutely would have been that guy. Yeah, he probably would have rolled his eyes and walked away. You're talking to a guy that has a coffee mug that says Fire Goodell. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's definitely someone out there who's willing to ask the hard-hitting questions, and it's fucking me. (laughs) Right, yeah. We all know that you're not intimidated by anything. No, I'm not really that worried about it. You know, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, no, that's cool, man. I've met him before, too. He's a great guy. Um I, I love the Eagles phone case thing. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I figured you'd like that story. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, um, I was going to tell you, Claire and I got into watching. So did you ever check out the serial podcast about uh, the dude who killed the... It was the really popular one that first came out. It was serial. Uh, it was about Anad Syed. Uh, no, I did not. So essentially killed this girl or allegedly killed this girl was in prison but kind of had a really terrible defense overall and it was just one of those you know true crime type of things that people are looking into wildly popular via podcast though and um they actually made the show the podcast into an actual show on hbo Mm -hmm. that's a four-part documentary series oh sort of like reenactment actors and stuff like that which jumps around a little bit but it's really good man we watched the first episode of it the other night there's uh two more so there's four total like i said watch the first one we need to watch the other two the that are now out but really really fantastic work for hbo as usual oh yeah they pump out nothing but quality yeah no doubt about it but we're gonna keep watching it so i'll definitely have that to review here for you here pretty soon okay yeah i it feels like that is we've reached a peak where I feel like there's just a ton of true crime podcasts or shows, or, I mean, I think I saw CNN even has their own show that's being hosted by, uh, uh, what's his name? Donnie Wahlberg. Oh my God. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. What was that show on Netflix that makes fun of, uh, of like those types of documentaries. Let me find it. Makes fun of it. Hmm. Yeah. Hold on. Let me find it. Uh, called American Vandal. I haven't heard of that one. Okay, so (laughs) you should watch this. It's hilarious. But essentially, 
somebody went around the city and drew dicks on a lot of things, and they're trying to figure out who did it. And there's a lot of there's dude. It, <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to go watch this. You will lose your shit. Like it is, like it, at first you're like, is this serious? But it just gets more and more unreal as it keeps going, and it all revolves around dicks. And it's just a great like overall commentary on how many of those things there are because i've i've actually thought about that before for content that we should just write a ridiculous true crime and like a pre- parody yeah and just present it in podcast form would that be <laughs> awesome uh yeah i think ben would prop well god you already have our head writers ben and granovo dude yeah so i would just be worried about the roads that would go down I feel like I, because uh, we well, could that's definitely. That's why we're the editors, dude. That's true, but we could also do it where we could do a series where I do one, like maybe you and I do one, and maybe Ben and Grunovo do one, and you know, like that kind of thing. I think that we we could make this more than just a one series thing. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You and I writing it would be a hell of a lot of fun. Oh yeah, just the workshopping alone would be worth the the content. Yep. Because you know that we'd put that shit on uh, on YouTube so everybody could see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, a crazy idea would be like you and I start it and say we do chapters one through three of Ooh. the story. Ooh. And then Ben and Grenoble do uh, <laughs> four through six just to see how insane it like takes a left turn. And we're like, holy crap, what and is the, this? And then we have Sam right at the end. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, uh, they all die. The yeah, end. dude, Sam would just drop a nuke on the whole thing and the whole thing would be just going to pieces. <laughs> no, I think he's I think he'd be good at something like that, actually. I think he would write a hell of an ending. So I I, I dude, that's the best idea we've had yet. Or just to uh spite uh Granovo, Ben, you and I, he would just be like, Yeah, and then they woke up and realized it was all a dream. Dude, yeah, and then they were on family feud or something like that. Yeah. which hey it's a parody so i mean <laughs> you know yeah steve harvey walks in I, i'd support it yeah i would absolutely support it yeah i think this is a fantastic idea that we need to flush out some more yeah it's pretty creative i think it'd be great something else that we've i think you and i've talked about this before i can't remember if we have or not but i happen to get to talking to ben about it today i really think that next time dan comes to town for like a week we need to get like him ben you me and then maybe Josh from the Vandaliers together, and we all just need to jam and write write a, a sensibly loud song, just in general. Yeah, dude, that would be great. I, I think we could all come up with something really good. I think so too, because so there are two things that come to mind. One is like, you know, like we do maybe a couple of covers and and a pretty cool song, but for some reason I've had it in my head. I, I just have this weird notion to want to write like a pop punk song for some reason. And I don't know why, really. And just like something, I don't even know. It would be pretty heavy, I think, but it would be something we could all get into, I think. You know, and just one song, just to prove we could do it, because it was just such a weird time for music. And pop punk seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you'd better get back to practicing on guitar, man. It's Dude, been what, ages for you, right? I know. I, I was talking to Ben about that this morning. I think so. Uh, I would definitely have to take some time to to get my finger strength back. But I could do it. Yep. I'm not worried about yep. it. I've done lesser things for content, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, like I said, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that before, just you and I. I don't know if we've talked about it on the air or not, but that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that would be great. I mean, 
Obviously, getting Josh from the Vandaliers would probably be a little bit difficult to do to swing that. But if it's at least the four of us, you know. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I really don't think so, man. He really enjoyed being on the show. And oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. And their their album's doing really well, by the way. Uh, for those that hadn't checked it out, but uh, yeah, dude, it, it's really, really. I feel like every time we sit down and just start like rapping on things like this and just thinking about like the skills that we all bring to the table, we come, start coming up with these kinds of things, and it just never ends. It's, it's it's a blast. It really is. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've learned so much in our lives already. So, yeah, we, it, you know, it, it's all about that's what Sensibly Loud is. It's about camaraderie. So, yeah, all of us coming together and, and doing something like that be a hell of a lot of fun. The other thing that I've I've thought about, I haven't talked to you about this yet, is we're going to have Vegas Kyle on the show at some point in some capacity. Yes. I don't I cannot wait. I, I do it. I know. I know. But I feel like we have to if we're going to do that we have to tell some of the stories from our valeting days whenever we used to valet cars dude yes and maybe just like the top two for each probably stuff that we've never heard from his experiences oh dude (laughs) i mean this is the guy that ripped the front end off of a lexus trying to quote unquote teach someone how to park like a real man you know like (laughs) this guy is you know unbelievable so there's just the stories are never ending, and I think that we pick like our top maybe one or two and, and just share them with the audience because I think those are in the early days, man. When we were all getting to know each other and and really, man, we were young and you know we could. Oh, I, yeah, I'd love to know what his first impression of you was. Oh, dude, he loved me though because of the, the amount of rap music that I listened to. So oh, like, right. Kyle's such a hard ass, but as soon as he was like, "This dude's fucking getting down with the chronic and shit," like you know dr dre deep cuts like this this guy knows his shit and you know so it kind of went from there um but i mean there's the story about the the bellman that threatened to murder me there is the you know the time that kyle created six hours of traffic uh man there's just there's so many things that we could talk about that would just be absolute gold so we'll we'll, we'll arrange that at some point i think actually when we go to vegas i think that's when we do it That'd be a good, yeah. That'd be Take a good the road machine. Yeah. And we'll just all sit around. We'll have a few drinks and we'll bullshit about it. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's going to be great. Can't miss. Can't miss at all. In the meantime, as we start teasing that up and everything, we'll share a little bit about Vegas Kyle and his general demeanor. The problem is with Vegas Kyle, and I don't consider this a problem personally, very few stories that we can really tell about Vegas Kyle on the air. <laughs> Well, I don't know. We we we've got some abrasive stuff here and there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't shy away from a lot of stuff. It's just obviously there's certain things we can't talk about with our personal lives or what we do for work and you know things of that nature. Um, so I think a lot of it might be up to Kyle. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's certain things that I mean we don't want to drive people away with total offensive, crude humor type stuff, but. You know, you're probably going to be forewarned before that episode airs. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I think it's one of those things that you just kind of have to know Kyle, but there's no better way to introduce Kyle to our world than this. So I, I think I think it's got to happen, you know, and it, it's not as much that I think the problem ends up being that we don't get to see Kyle that often. So now right. whenever we do see him, things go to 10 really damn fast. Well, and here's what I want to do. You know, whenever we are in Vegas and we meet with them, I want him to choose the place to go to. 
because um, oh, I don't want him to feel like he's got to go back to, you know, somewhere that's like right next door to where he works or something sure. like that. I mean, as long as we're not going to like a Chili's or some lame ass place like that, I'm game. You know, if he's got somewhere cool that he knows that he likes to go to and it's not too far off the beaten path, you know, or just try to find a middle ground, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I know I've told it before, but uh, I always go back to every time I think of like Chili's or something like that on the strip, I think of that Denny's that I threw up in the bathroom of <laughs> and just absolutely filled two sinks worth, laid a hundred dollars uh. on the table and just left. Yeah, not my finest hour. Or maybe it uh, was. I don't know. It happens to people sometimes. It does. It does. Uh, Vegas is a hell of a place, but we, you know, we're, it's a good time. It's good stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. So another thing, back, we'll get back on the rails here, I guess, a little bit. I watched Green Book this last weekend, hmm. and I know we've been talking about it. I was surprised that I was the one that got to it before you did, actually. Yeah, I've just gotten busier and busier with stuff. But oh, I hear uh, you, and there's a lot to keep yeah. up with, too. What were your, what, So what are your thoughts on it? Dude, it was great. I absolutely get why it won all the awards it did. A lot of people thought that it shied away from talking about racism. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah. So I thought I, it was I mean, I didn't see that in the trailer at all. Uh, and some of the clips I've seen from the movie. So it's, it's interesting. It's almost like they're saying that they danced around it a little bit, but didn't really full fledged go into it. I thought there were parts that were pretty shocking overall, like not, not shocking, but just, Overall suspenseful and like whoa moments. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good movie though, man. I mean, Marsh Marshall Ali's starting to get to the point where he's just not going to miss. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've been wanting to to watch it. It's just I got to get, you know, a, enough time to where I'm not, you know, busy doing something or I got to get to this. You know, I got to have enough time to like sit down and just be undisturbed and and watch the movie right know, and well and it's you've got to do that like i know you've got to get to the michael jackson thing you've got stuff to you know you've got stuff on the docket so i get it uh yep. it, the good thing about this movie is it's funny claire and i were talking about this it left you feeling good like you felt it was a feel-good movie but in the right way and there's yep. just not a lot of those anymore man like i feel like we watch so much heavy stuff where i walk away and i'm like whoo damn you know, that is that was yeah, something. Gotta go take some cold showers afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But man. Well, I kind of feel like, you know, which is interesting because a lot of people were like, well, Black Klansman didn't shy away. I mean, of course, not gonna shy away from racism. It's all about it, but it still had a lot of uplifting stuff in it. And Adam Driver was absolutely hilarious in the film. Yeah. And the way the film ended, it still was uplifting, but you know, it probably had heavier stuff. I don't know. I haven't seen Green Book, but you know, it's I don't know. I don't really understand why a lot of people uh, just get off on a lot of that stuff and start complaining about things left and right. Because they can. Because the internet allows them to. Yep, the good old internet trolls. I know. They're the best, man. They make me laugh, though, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Did... <laughs> Never mind. I want to... I was... <laughs> there's, a, there's a story that's been going around this week about this YouTube um, conspiracy theory blogger. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. So, uh, real quick synopsis, uh, he was on a pod, so he, he does, he, he's like a YouTube famous guy, and he does all these YouTube videos about conspiracy theories and stuff, which is kind of how I knew about him, just because I've been researching the conspiracy theory stuff for the Conspiracy Theory Saturday blogs I've been doing, mm -hmm. and um, which the last one will be this week for, until the uh, MLB All-Star break, so 
Uh, I'm going to go out on a high note this week with a really, really good one, so everybody should be looking for that. But um, he ran, like, I, so the I ran across this the other night because he seemed like he was clarifying something on Twitter, and I, I don't follow him, but I ha- saw, like, a bunch of people that I know liked it, or that I follow liked it, and he basically was clarifying that he never, like, he's never done anything sexual with his cat. And I was like, what? And so I started looking into this, and I guess he went on a podcast and said something weird about coming on his cat or something. And, what? you know, it, it, it just went, it like, absolutely exploded all over the internet. No pun intended. And wow. um, it just, like, was absolutely ridiculous. And it just made me laugh so hard. I'm like, the internet. Only in the internet age could something like this happen. Like, what a ridiculous yeah. thing to say, first of all. But also... To have have a big deal made out of it is just so st- like obviously the guy was probably kidding. Yeah. Do you think he was doing it just to get attention, dude? I'll say this though. Uh, so I don't know the answer to that question because I went back and listened to like the context around it because you know context is everything. And sure. In yeah, a world yeah. where we're trying to get information out fast, that's what you lose is context. Mm-hmm. And he sounded like a fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound great. Well, I, I, you know, I wouldn't imagine most conspiracy theorists that are like into the heavy stuff yeah. really sound sane to begin with. So we'll just say yeah. that I didn't walk away from it feeling like he didn't definitely did not do it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there was nothing that really convinced me otherwise there. So weird thing. Internet trolls. Random. Stay away from the cats. You know, uh, a lot of great movie trailers came out last couple of days. Yeah, man. Um, you and I have been talking about it off air. Uh, so Toy Story 4 trailer, uh, that dropped uh, yesterday, I believe that was. What'd you and, think of it? You know, so usually you know how I am. I'm, I'm always excited about a lot of new content and, you know, especially taking something that's got a legacy like Toy Story has with sure. Pixar and all that. But the trailer didn't really do it for me. No, I kind of agree with you, man. I yeah, think that I it's going to be good, but... I- it, it it was a weird feel, right? Yeah, and that character was it Forky, yeah, something like that. I I just I don't know. I but I will say that I I know a little bit more about the film, just that you know stuff that I've been reading about and reports that have leaked out that there's going to be a lot of like big uh, celebrity cameos in it throughout. Oh, we're going to see it for be, sure. Yeah, it's supposed to be really funny, and and another thing I've heard, it's supposed to really get you in the feels. Uh, and some people have said it more so than Toy Story 3. So I don't know if Woody dies or if he decides to abandon them. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it kind of, but going back to the trailer, you know, it kind of had this uh, interesting tone in that it showed, you know, the new kid that they're with, but then it didn't really, the, it seems like the story didn't really revolve too much around the kid, except for that forky thing. But, you know, uh, Woody ends up falling off and ends up in some sort of like circus town or whatever with uh, Bo Peep and and then the uh, rest of the toys are trying to go look for him. But uh, you know, it, it's got some funny some funny lines and stuff. But it kind of feels like is it really necessary? You know, like part of me wants to see it and I'm looking forward to it. But I feel like the first three movies were kind of a complete like a really good triumvirate of, of a storyline. Like, I don't know if we really needed this fourth one so many years later. Dude, I agree with you. I think it's, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to reserve judgment until it's out, you know, until I've seen it. 
but sure, same. and I'm sure they'll do a great job with it. I'm sure it'll be fine, but I just get this feeling like it's not going to fit like you said. Yeah. But apparently they everybody's been saying though that it wraps everything up very nicely, but yeah. So, I don't know. I'll be cautious about it. I feel like uh from the animation um dynamic it's probably the the nicest looking film there is. I mean, you could definitely tell they're taking um, advantage of today's technology with it. So looked really good. No doubt about it. What else have you seen? Uh, the other trailer that came out is uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, this movie has uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Margot Robbie, and um, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. So yeah, basically Leonardo DiCaprio is like a an, a major actor in a, a film set in Hollywood making movies, and then Brad Pitt is a stunt double. Pretty hilarious idea. Um, I also liked in the trailer that uh, there's somebody that's uh, portraying um, Bruce Lee, and I thought it, it looked just like Bruce Lee, sounded like him. Uh, I mean, there's different things throughout. I mean, Margot Robbie, I don't know what she's doing in there. She's just randomly dancing like she's <laughs> tripping out on acid or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's definitely going to have that uh, Tarantino feel, feel to it, but I think stylistically it looks really good. Uh, there's some funny moments, especially at the end of the trailer where the little girl's like, that was the best act I've ever seen in my life. And she's like nine or 10. And then DiCaprio's character has to take a moment. He starts crying. <laughs> he's so moved by her comments. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I saw this too. To I can't wait for this. I actually sent this to you earlier today because I was so excited for it when I saw it. Yeah, man. Yeah. going to be really good. There's some good movies that are coming out this year. I'm really pumped for those. And yeah, tomorrow we, we have a major trailer dropping. It's going to be John Wick 3. I'm not into those movies, dude. I don't know why. I didn't like the first uh, one. It just didn't do it for me. I love them, uh, especially really? the second one was so good. Sam uh, does too. I don't, I just, he tried to get me into it, but it's just not my thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I've heard that the, I've saw, I saw a couple of like movie posters and stuff like that for it and it looks pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is that? Is that supposed to, do, you, do we know when that's supposed to come out? Uh, I believe it comes out later this year. Okay. Or no, no, no. Uh, I believe it comes out May 17th. We also have the uh, Woody Harrelson thing coming out on Netflix here on the 29th, I believe is what it was. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think that the was Highwaymen. called Highwaymen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That looked really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there was a trailer that I was very excited for for a movie coming out, Netflix original that came out recently um, a week ago. And I just happened to find time to watch it because I was really looking forward to seeing it. And it's a uh, triple frontier with uh, Ben Affleck and Charlie Hunnam and Oscar Isaac. And there's several other actors in there as well. Um, but it's basically like these ex special forces guys band up together and you know they've been some have been out of the service for a while but they decide to go take down this uh this cartel leader and uh steal i think it was like 80 million dollars of his money because he keeps all the cash in his house in this country in south america so it's like part special forces part uh part uh big heist film and it was uh it was pretty interesting Overall, you know, the stylistic of it and, and the, the special effects and everything was really, really good. Um, it looked like it's something it, it could have been released in theaters. But, you know, uh, I'd say that as far as like the script and everything could have been a little bit better, especially towards the end. So I would probably give the movie like a 
B minus to C plus somewhere in that range. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I will. I, yeah. I don't know if that's what I'm going to get to, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I, I would say Ben F like it was probably a more emotional turn for, for his role. I haven't seen him be that good in a film since the accountant. Yeah. Um, uh, which they are working on a sequel to that right now. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I just don't you just don't like Boston actors, I guess. Dude, it's just that I don't like that those particular ones are the go-to Boston actors because I think they're better guys. Yeah. I just Not better guys, but just... I just feel like they're yeah, way like, overhyped like of, because they're... Yeah, from, let's get with some new people, right? Right. It, they're the quintessential Boston guys, and they're... But they're also, like, they're that way because the media or, like, the public have made them that way. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're as authentic as they could be. Okay, so this kind of goes back to that Jimmy Kimmel thing. I, I see where this is coming full circle. Yeah, and then, right. And then you look at, like, Wahlberg, and it's like, that guy fucking left the Super Bowl early when the Patriots were down 28-3 to and came back and won. So, like, I, you know, come on. You don't fucking represent New England. Get the fuck out of here. You left the goddamn Super Bowl early, you shit. <laughs> Come on. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, I own almost every Ben Affleck movie. I just... Yeah, it's kind of getting tired. Yeah, yeah. he... It seems like he doesn't have a lot of tricks in his bag. And it seems like he should, but he doesn't. Well, he's also been dealing with some personal issues over the last decade, too. So I think he's had some stumbles personally because of that. Yeah, it makes sense. And it feels that way a lot of times. Right. So, all righty. We are going to wrap things up from here. We want to remind you guys to follow us on social media, Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook, at Sensibly Loud on Instagram and Twitter. Also, make sure to give us a call. We want to hear the thoughts from you guys. We want to answer some voicemails, questions, concerns, thoughts, opinions. Give us a call, 972-885-9361. Again, that's 972-885-9361, and we'll see you guys next week.